No, go ahead, talk. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> you're to listening the to the Word Bros Podcast. Thewordbros.com. What's up, everybody, and welcome to a Kevin Cuffless episode of Word Bros. If you want to stop listening right now, I understand. But if you are brave and you want to forge ahead, I think you'll really enjoy it. We've got a really good group of dudes on the day. We've got two gentlemen who have a Kickstarter called Blood Force Trauma. We have artist Jake Smith and writer Hiram Corbett. Really cool guys. This book is on Kickstarter right now. You should go check it out. It looks really fun. Uh, we're going to talk to those dudes in a hot second, Jake Smith and Hiram. They do a really great job with this book. It's super fun. It's just a really good time. So give it a listen. of the desperate nature of Kickstarter. We are uh, have two very special guests today. Hiram, I don't know your last name. <laughs> oh, my last name. Oh, right. Yeah, my last name is Corbett. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm well, sorry. there you go. I should have gotten that. Like... It's okay. It's okay. I was looking on the Kickstarter page for it real quick. <laughs> Hiram Corbin and Jake Smith, they are the creative team behind the book Blood Force Trauma. Their second issue is live on Kickstarter right now as we speak. Um, hello, gentlemen. How are you today? Oh, we're great. We're How great. are you? We're doing well, man. We're doing well. We're just making <laughs> make, making these funny books, dude. Yeah, dude. Now, life. now, okay. Now, are you both of you? Because I'm confused. Maybe I am a confused a little bit because we were talking off record. And yeah. um, Jake, you mentioned that Hiram. Are you Hiram? Are you an animator? Uh, I am in some, wow. some respects. Uh, yeah, like I used to animate like heavily in SCAD, but now that I don't have my equipment, I haven't animated in a while. Okay. Um, but like, um, as soon as I get my Cintiq or whatever that would be, hopefully I'll start animating again. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you so went to school for animation. Like, wow, what, okay, what dude, what are you making comics for? You could be making cartoons and making money. Hand over. <laughs> are you well, crazy? That's the reason why Blood Force Traumas is so fun, like to come up with or like to come up with ideas for because like. I essentially envision it as a comic. And so when I share or as a cartoon. about my ideas, like it's like either cartoony zany characters or the way each panel is going to like block it, you know, you know, is blocked out. Okay. He normally does like the heavy work on that one. Okay. So you're the writer and then do you do any character designs or anything like that or else since you have a background in animation or? Uh, like I think for like one or two characters, like Slicer Dex, I did like a, like a, a, a like a thumbnail sketch and I was like, here's like And Meat idea. Grinder. You did Meat Grinder too. Oh, I did? Oh, yeah. I did a couple of characters. I did like a butcher's yeah. chef that we didn't use. And oh like, yeah, we haven't, he might come in. Who knows? He might. <laughs> <laughs> but I but drew yeah. like a sketch and I was like, here, Jake, this is like what I would look at, like Jake would make it um, awesome, like in a few minutes. And I'm like, here it's it like, is. And I'm like, damn. It's like our process is so organic that we get to the point where we forget where our, like who came up with anything. You know yeah, I mean? and at the exactly. same time, like Kevin and I write together too. And like, it's never a contest of who gets more ideas in a book. I think when you work as a team, at least with Kevin and I, it's just, who like let's just make the let's just make the book better like ideas oh, yeah. are unimportant it doesn't matter who came up with what as long as the book is good who cares yeah exactly you know? exactly yeah because exactly. like what we'll do is like 
I'll put in like temp dialogue and then we'll change it like at the end if we need okay. to. Like if we're like, oh, this doesn't actually fit with the drawings that I've done and I give it to Hiram when we do like a pass and we're like, oh, let's beef up this line. Let's do this. Like we don't, we really don't care about like our names being like, this is a Jake Smith book or this yeah, is a Hiram yeah, yeah, book. Yeah, you, know? yeah. Yeah. you just want to make the best book you can. And that's all exactly. That that's yeah, awesome. Totally. I dig that. So, okay. So Hiram, you're an animator and again, that's you're just dumb. Like, just get in. Yeah, art. get out of here. What, what are you doing? With you? <laughs> like, stop this comic writing thing, you goofball. And then Jake, you're primarily an artist, yes? Yeah, on comics, and that's because I hate money. Like Hiram and me, we hate money. We hate money. Like he's like, I don't want to animate. I hate money. And I was yeah. like, Yeah. The artists make all the money. What? <laughs> yeah. We got a bad deal here, Jake. I, mean, look, like that, that I know. I know. VHS thing that we're doing that, uh, <laughs> that like we're working on, like. Oh yeah, I, I had like the biggest fun. I had the most fun working on it, but like I have no money in my bank account. So yeah, I hate money. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I mean, if you get into indie comics or any level of comics outside of like, I imagine the big two, including Image. Yeah, money's not really your thing. Yeah, it's kind of. <laughs> it's interesting because you know I'm kind of new to the industry, huh. but as soon as I started meeting real comic artists and finding out most of them have other jobs, and I was yeah. like. I was, I was like, oh, it's not like I was like, oh, that sucks. I was like, oh, that's good. They're just people like me. Like yeah. I was like, because I felt bad about the idea of like, I need another job. I must not be good enough. But then I'm like, <laughs> these huge guys are like, I still work at a coffee shop, like whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fine. I'm like, that's good. Yeah, the one thing I remember, uh, I have a friend of mine who was an IT guy for a long time and a comic book artist. And, yeah. and he got asked at like a portfolio review. So like, what do you do? And he's like, I'm an IT guy. And he's like, no, that's your first problem. First thing you do is you're yeah. an artist who just happens to work IT. And he yeah. was like, yeah, so he just kind of repositioned the idea. You know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, I mean, everybody's got to grind somehow, man. Like, that's yeah. just the nature of the beast. I was a stay-at-home dad for six years. Last year, I was the in-school suspension coordinator at my <laughs> at my kid's elementary school. And if you talk about someone being completely miscast, it's me That's being hilarious. an ISS coordinator. <laughs> you but feel it, like the guy who would let them get away. You'd be like, ah, go for it. You, they're like, you got to punish this guy. And you're like, ah, he's fine. Like, ah, well, where are you going when they, like, they use the bathroom without your permission? It's like, ah, I'll just let them go. That depends. <laughs> and the worst part about it, it's also a Montessori school, which is very like hippy-dippy oh, bullshit. Yeah. So like I have to be one of the only people in the building that's like raining down discipline on kids that have oh, been in a hippy dippy bullshit school for like six years. You give years. them like rainbow stickers, you're like, that's actually a bad thing. And yeah. Like, what? Well, this is a sad I turn it upside down and say this is yeah, a sad it's rainbow. A sad rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, so it's I mean, that's just what it is, dude. You just gotta you gotta grind. And you guys are grinding because this is your second Kickstarter. Uh the, mm -hmm. the, actually this is your third Kickstarter for this book. Yeah, technically, correct? technically, yeah. We try yeah. to forget about it, but you know, that's fine. We you learn, but you learn something every time, right? Exactly. Oh, exactly. absolutely. So, so I learned because yeah. you guys tried kickstarting this, I think, in 2017 as a graphic novel, correct? Like the entire story. That yeah, was, uh, uh, 2018, right? 2018. Okay, okay. 2019, okay. right? Was it 2019? Yeah. Yeah, it was 2019. Like, right? June of 2019, because right. I, I mean, I remember I went to like uh, LA like for a few days and then we came back and like Jake we were like we didn't fund yeah 2020s felt like uh, many years cr crammed into one year mm -hmm. you know what I mean so I think yeah we did the, the successful first issue February of this year mm. um 
And I wasn't gonna, I was gonna wait for this one, but we got so many positive responses. Like we want this next issue right away. And I had already been working on the second issue. That's cool. I was like, I'm gonna make it. And I think I, I, the idea was just to keep the hype up. Like people yes. are like in the mood. So I was like, why not? And like you guys with the Metal Shark, bro, like it was the next year you did the second one, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. Cause Walter's got to draw the stuff. So yeah. it takes about a year to produce the 96 to 120 pages or whatever it is. So we just, you know, just go as we go, you know? Yeah. But that's a very those good- are awesome too, by the way. Thank I don't you. know if I've said that those on the air. Yeah. We're not doing this to talk about how great Metal Shark Bro is. We're just that's talking- why you made this podcast, right? Yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I always- I you adore always, that Ninja Nuns like idea. Oh, sorry. Oh, the Ninja okay. Nuns is great. Oh, I was gonna say you redirect all the questions back to you. Yes, to that's, about, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, Ninja Nuns looks fantastic too. Hiram is correct. We are we're very excited about it, and it's fun that we're running Kickstarters at the same time because now we're bros in Kickstarter. We're Kickstarter bros. Yeah, we're it's back, fun, we're right? Back to each other. Yeah. I say Kickstarter's like handing twenty bucks back and forth. Yeah, to exactly. like, here, 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 here. here, man. Whoa! And you get yeah. a shirt, and then I get a thing, and we're yeah. just like, oh, great. Sometimes I like to throw people off and not get anything and they're just like yeah, just you don't, want, you don't want my book and it's like it's not <laughs> that i just don't want you to have to go to the post office again because man exactly i know. think everyone who's running kickstarter who i know always messages me like if they're in town they're like just bring it to my house like you don't have to pay yeah. for it. like they know how it works that's awesome so tell me the challenges of doing one gigantic kickstarter versus doing the kind of issue by issue model because there are two schools of thought there and i would like to hear your ideas about it um so the graphic novel kickstarter would have been fun because then you get the one chunk of money you don't have to run a bunch of separate campaigns and you have the one product with the complete story in it and that was kind of the draw of doing it that first time around mm -hmm. um and you know it didn't succeed uh unfortunately that would have been cool but then um <laughs> that would have been great but uh when we did the issue by issue model, it's kind of like a digestible amount where you can get the same people coming back every time. True. Kind of. Like even the graphic novel, it's like you want a much more money and people can only, and the way Kickstarter works, people can only give so much and pledge to like one thing at a time. Yes. You know what I mean? So like, I always get people asking like, I want the shirt and the thing, how do I do that? And I'm like, I wish Kickstarter had a built-in thing to do that but well, the, i heard they're working on an add-on thing that's just a hot rumor i heard yeah it was like oh, they no. asked me about it they're like we'll email you about the info and i'm like i want it like i want it. i wish yeah. it would work right now but um so the issue by issue just has worked for me because that's what i did on my last kickstarter book and um I don't know. It's like I, I, if I had done the graphic novel, it's like you probably know more about that because you did the collections. I mine didn't succeed, so I don't know the challenges of that too much. You know, sucks as much. I'm, does it suck? It sucks. Really? Oh, Would really? you rather have done it's, it the other way? Well, it's one of those things where it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Because I feel like if you're doing issue by issue, it's gonna you just feel like you're always in Kickstarter mode, which is just. Like yeah, this like life-sucking, yeah. kind of draining, terrible pit of despair. Of like, where money, please, please. Yes, where your yeah. mood is based on the amount of pledges you get per minute, if that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, but then at the same time, too, people on Kickstarter and people who believe in Kickstarter are always happiest when they get that book. They don't even yeah. fucking read it. They just get it. And they take a picture of it and they put it on social media and they're like, hey, look what I got. So and if then you, you put it in the drawer. Of, yeah, and if you can keep kind of building on that momentum by doing Kickstarters every couple months, I feel like that's a good model too. But like the 
the gigantic $20,000 Kickstarter just takes pieces of my life away. Like I know every time I do one, like I'm losing six months of my existence. Oh yeah. Because it's just, it's so much stress, you know? Yeah. It is, but you guys know what it is because you've done it. So you understand the, the, the grueling nature of it, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Like the, the first Offbeat Town for sure, because it was my first one and I didn't know, no, I, you know, now I have friends who do Kickstarters like you or Ryan Brown. I've talked to him a lot. And Oh, that guy's he, a monster on Kickstarter. All, he knows how to do it and he has all the tips. And so my first one was just like, I don't know, like the surveys didn't have enough questions that okay. I didn't know I would need until later. I was like, oh shit, I actually need that. So I'd have to go in and direct message everyone. Yeah. So that, fir- that first one was brutal, but it has gotten easier and easier. But yeah, the, cause there's always, you know, shipping issues that happen and things that come up like someone will have like a comic that's bent a little bit and they're like how dare you and i'm like i'm sorry i, d- I didn't control the post office and then yeah. I, always, I always send them a new one but uh, and they're usually nice after that but then there's like that kind of thing so there is the draw of hoping to get a publisher because then they deal with that garbage you know what i mean like right. to an extent i mean to yeah. an extent you know you still got to mail out the kickstarter shit you know so. exactly exactly but, but so, you know uh, so, but enough about kickstarter let's actually talk about the book Hiram. hell yeah <laughs> do me a favor and tell me what is this book blood force Tra- i love the name by the way blood force oh, trauma you. is a great name that's very cool. Tell <laughs> me God. what this tell me what this book is about because it looks fucking awesome. Well, uh, it's a great question. Um, like Blood Force Trauma. I hope so. The question is, your book looks fucking awesome. Tell me what it's about. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, if- <laughs> well, like, like Jake came up with the name. Like he was like, uh, like uh, Blood Force Trauma. Like it just came out just like that. Like, and I was like, oh, that. Because when I was a kid, I thought blunt force trauma, when they talked about it on like doctor shows or whatever, I thought they were saying blood force trauma. And I was like, (laughs) that's cool. And then I was like, I'm going to make it that. And like, then I Googled it and no one has it anywhere. So I was like, I saw it as like a band somewhere. You know, oh yeah, like a super super indie band from like Virginia, band. which I and I was like, oh, and they have like twelve views, and I was like, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, but yeah. you know, if they come after me, <laughs> I think those are from Virginia. <laughs> oh my god! So they, okay, so uh, uh, the book is about uh, Zap Daniels, who's this hacker uh, gamer enthusiast, who's a major fan of the show Blood Force Trauma, the whole entire city's uh, um, like favorite TV show, where like contestants battle to the death to see who is the greatest fighter in the universe. And Zap is attending one of the shows to see one of his favorite fighters, Thrash Skullcracker. And, and uh, ooh, what's up, man? And after the first battle, uh, Thrash and Meat Grinder. Uh, Thrash and Meat Grinder. <laughs> Thrash invited uh, Zap on the, uh, um, to the stadium, and Zap becomes the, uh, the champion of Blood Force Trauma, and now he has to fight all these ghouls and goons and all these fiends <laughs> ghouls trying to get at him. And he's uh, he's trying to like learn how to fight to survive. That's awesome. It's because it's it like when you guys told me the idea and how it breaks down, it's got like a Running Man vibe to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like it, it's got a cool kind of like throwback '80s movie vibe to it, and I really dig that. Like, what kind of inspirations did you pull from, or kind of ideas did you kind of uh, mine for the overall narrative of this thing? Ooh, so many, so many. Yeah, like the, the big two, I think Hiram are like, uh, we, we, me and Hiram have like an affinity for fighting games, like fighting okay. video games, like Street Fighter and shit like that. Where like mm-hmm. we love that the kind of genre, and we love kung fu movies. Oh yeah, 
like 80s 70s 80s kung fu movies and we kind of wanted to do our comic where the characters talked like they're in a kung fu movie that's and cool like, and there's fights like dragon ball z kind of like we, we like the format of manga like where the fights are the story yeah you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, the yeah, story's yeah, told yeah. through the fight scenes yeah um so we wanted to do our version of that that's awesome um, and, uh, and it, like, yeah, like people who like know like Jake's style before Blood Force Trauma were like, I like Jake like loves like a kind of nineties, uh, mm-hmm. very grungy, very like Mad Max type of thing. Uh, whereas I really love nineteen eighties aesthetics, and like Jake was like, well, what if we like you know put those things together? And that's kind of like that's kind of how the cyberpunky eighties grungy world uh, came came about. I feel like. Oh yeah, yeah. You no, know, it's got it's got a really great design to it. Like the colors just kind of pop off the screen. Like it does have like a like a early '90s fighting game vibe to it. Like the characters are so over the top, and everything you kind of expect a title for like Blood Force Trauma. <laughs> is, when I see the pages, I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you know, like it looks like you're having a lot of fun with this thing, and that's really cool. Oh yeah, dude, it's everything. Um, like when me and Hiram get together and just riff on ideas for what where the characters are going to end up we just we have such a good time it's kind of like us doing a podcast for ourselves that no one's listening to and we're just like talking and hey to be fair that's just podcasting (laughs) you're just talking to someone and no one exactly yeah (laughs) and uh we're just like wouldn't it be cool if he did this and like Hiram is really good at taking my ideas and like in his ideas and making it make sense in a narrative to where Mm -hmm. it's it's we, he works it into the character development. It's not just like, oh, what if this guy has like robot arms? He's like, what if the story dictates we get to that and it's a natural way of getting to him having robot arms sense, or whatever, sense, you know, something sense. crazy. And it doesn't have to be like poetic. Like it's still called blood force trauma and it's this yeah. over the top, like uh, wacky. I call it like bargain bin comic where you, you would find it like in the dollar bin and you'd be like, holy crap, what is this? Like, like you feel be, like, yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we worked in that VHS aesthetic <laughs> that we love so much. And, I think, uh, it, yeah. but I mean, like, I can see what you're going for, and you're clearly hitting the mark, which is the whole point. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that's exactly what you kind, what you're kind of looking for with this thing. So, like, so this is issue two that we're kickstarting now. You guys have already surpassed your goal of thirty five hundred bucks. How many issues are we looking at for this thing? Like, what's the plan here? yeah yeah so (laughs) so this first season we're calling this like season one has like is like a 12 issue season so um what we're gonna do is um ideally we'd want to do the first six would be like season one part one and we would collect it if we you know all of this if we get to do it yeah and then season two season one part two would be collected and this would be the first season and then we have we have like three or four seasons like planned Holy out. Like we've so out, we have like big aspirations for this thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're kind of just like, like let's ride it out, see how far it can make it. You, you know? plotted it out like I think because like Jake like um because I don't know anything about comics like so you guys like uh, separate each like <laughs> like axes like as different arcs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. And um I, I I didn't know anything about arcs when we were plotting it because I think Jake and I were plotting the whole thing like in general in like one day in Jake's room in our in our uh, yeah <laughs> and I think once we got to like arc five 
it just got in completely like off the rails even but more it in- felt like an ending we were like i think we found it like and <laughs> that's, cool. Gotten, that's cool we've gotten into the minutia since then like breaking down everything yes. but yeah no we've got like three or four seasons you know now, okay now, now i'm gonna be a, i'm gonna be a pain in the balls here and i'm gonna ask you you're what good. if yeah. it doesn't get that far? Like, what if you kind of notice that you're starting to... To wane, I to guess. To wane. Do you have an ending, like an alternate path to get to the ending? Or is it just going to be like, that's it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, it's hard because I think each arc, we designed it to be its own story. So it's not like if you if you were to stop it after season one you'd feel unsatisfied okay like, okay okay yeah, okay okay that, that's yeah. cool okay so then so like if you can get these first six in you'd be satisfied like you don't need to have all 400 of them done to feel like oh, we yeah. made this you know? yeah for sure i think we would be real let down if we didn't get to 12 i think 12 we have a definitive oh, but that's hard no i know play with fire right there dude <laughs> six six is like Maybe we could have an ending, but that might not feel that might not be a good ending. <laughs> they were just kind of feeling the room, you know. With yeah, each- it's kind of like uh, we love it so much, though, that we'll we'll find a way. Even if I have to, like, you know, like we were talking about, like, get a second job and pay for it myself, like, mm-hmm. just work my ass off. Like, I'm gonna try to finish this book, well, even if seems- no one reads it. You know, like well, it that's how much like we like. It, it seems like you're going in a good direction because I'm looking at your. Kickstarter page here. This one's already 122% funded with 15 days left. So that's cool. It looks like yeah. ish. It looks like, um, what, um, you made 6,000 on your first one. So, I mean, it seems like you're moving in the right direction. So that's yeah. awesome. Well, like, I think because you know how it goes, like the last few days will kick up because people like went right as it ends, a bunch of people show up. Like yes. it's always like the yeah. first day is great, yeah. the middle sucks, and then the last day everyone comes back. See, it's weird. I was talking to a friend of mine who runs a lot of Kickstarters. We were chatting about it. And like, why not just do a Friday to Friday Kickstarter? Yeah, like one week. Just do a week and see what- then you cut ha- out the middle. And yeah, see just do a week and see what happens. Like, cause you get all your pledges on the first two days and the last two days. Why not just That's cut out- That's a good out? idea. Why but then not there's, just- so, there's so much like nervousness, like, oh, but what if it doesn't? <laughs> Yeah, like on like oh, the third shit. day, it's just like you're on the third day, and like you're like a little bit halfway through, and it's like, oh my gosh, like what <laughs> we really screwed the pooch. Yeah, but if you, but I'm not saying for a gigantic goal, but if you do yeah. a book for like two thousand bucks and just try yeah. it in five days to see what happens, it's a good. T- hey, do that. And get I am. I, I've, I'm already trying to talk Kevin into doing one. Like, oh, let's just do. Let's do it for five days because we have a book that's finished that just needs to be reprinted. That's just sitting in my garage. Oh you know, yeah, like do it. it's yeah. just one of those books that nobody picked up. It's just we sold it at shows. We ran out of copies, so like, yeah. why not just reprint it so we can sell it and see where we are? You know, dude, if that does well, that's a cool indicator for other creators to be like, oh, okay, it does work like that. Because yeah, the middle is like literally like you'll go days and get yeah. like one backer because it's like, so slow. Days like twenty five through like three are just fucking like a wasteland <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. and like you get you get two backers and then what happens is you lose backers 
And yeah. Like, who gets buyer's remorse about stuff like that? Like, oh, you know what? I'm, you're, I'm not giving you 10 bucks. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, no, man. Because <laughs> then if you do Friday to Friday, they don't even have time to realize that they made a mistake, that you've got them. Exactly. Yes, got them. Exactly. They're stuck. <laughs> they're, they're stuck with us. So, yeah, man. So, yeah. okay. So, you guys got about 15 days left. Um, when are you going to launch issue three? Because that's next, right? Like, you're just going to I, I know. in Kickstarter mode? Oh, man. I think that's a um, more of a question. Yeah, I think that's more of a question directed at you. I oh yeah, because so we have um, some. We have some. We're talking to some people about uh, picking the book up. We can't oh, say anything well, about it. Well, does it? Can I guess? If I guess, will you tell me? If you guess, I'll wink at you, and then they can't hear it. Well, it's an audio. I'm, we're, we've also started posting video of these things. Oh, so, God. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. nude right now. I'm you like, what? Fun. You didn't no, tell me. everybody that. can see you have clothes on, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> what about, but what if I was like, what? I thought this is audio only. Master. Um, <laughs> we can talk about it afterwards. I have some ideas. Because okay. I know there are a lot of publishing companies who enjoy and who kind of kickstarter yeah kickstart like that like you guys good... with scout like scouts a big like yeah company. now did you have anybody else after you funded that first issue kind of come reach out to you about publishing because we had like three or four different people talking to us but we went with the best one um the, after the first issue it was interesting because we did but that company i'll and i'll tell you about it later but okay. yeah that company was just kind of it was just it didn't end up working i feel you basically I feel you. um and this kickstarter has been so so close after the first one mm -hmm. that the publishers we're talking to now it might still be a direct link to that first one it might okay. not even be you know what i mean um but yeah no offbeat town too also like we were talking to scout for a little while oh and, that's cool uh, um, we ended up going with Devil's Due, and they put out the the trade. Nice. And, um, which would yeah, which is cool. It was a, a good experience. And then, um, uh, yeah, and a bunch of random publishers I hadn't heard of. You know, like that that kind of stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. And and that's interesting too, because you don't know if they're gonna become big. Like they're gonna yeah. like like Scout at that time was really small, and now they're like substantial. Like right, it's they're like, working on some stuff. Yeah, it's like cool. Like right at that time, it was like a few guys, and they were like, "We're the Scout." Like we're trying to get in, and now I feel like people talk about Scout way more than they used to. And yeah. I'm like, I, I, like they come to mind now. Like when I talk about like Aftershock or like, yeah, like yeah, those yeah, kind yeah. of guys, you know. We're working on it, man. They're, they they got some good people over there, and they're super supportive, which books. is nice. Yeah, and good books, and like just a responsive staff like I, I know i can email somebody at scout and get an answer as opposed to like yeah. other publishing companies i've worked for where it's like hey it's been two weeks i haven't heard yeah. from you guys like where are you <laughs> yeah what are you doing you know at least send like yeah i've seen this we're working on it just something you know yeah yeah exactly so okay so we've got this one we're running now um what else are you are, are you guys going to continue to work together to make and to dominate comics or is this just kind of like your one idea because Hiram you said you're not even much of a comic guy you're more of an animator so are you going to stay in the realm of comics he should I'm more like anime more like animation and film Jake wants me to like stay in comics in a little bit because he's like, so good kind of like oh, I'm not sure and I'm not like uh I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know what direction I'm going to take in the future so like you know I'm keeping my options open that's cool and uh just he's got great ideas things. though you know yep. like yeah, uh, but I know be... what I have a couple more ideas for com oh sorry what were you saying oh no no I was just you you faded out there for a second I thought you were so you'd stop talking go ahead you're good 
Oh, no, no. I was just saying, like, I have, like, a few more ideas for a few more comics, but, like, uh, it's just, like, throwaway ideas or, like, ideas. That no, they're think. great. <laughs> it could be a thing, could not be. I'm just, like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm keeping an open mind for the most part. Like, it's just, like, I'm just so focused on wanting to make Blood Force Trauma, like, an animated thing. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my next question. How often does Jake bother you about trying to animate this thing? Like, on a daily basis? Like, we, talk you... we talk about, like, Blood Force Trauma, like, as a video, as a fighting video game, as an animate, like, as an animated cartoon. Like, I mean, I just, I want to, like, send it to, like, almost, like, most of the 2D production companies that I know that's independent. And that's, yeah. like that's So what's like, stopping you, man? Do it. Do it, bro. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on an, uh, an email that I'm typing up. And uh, hopefully, like, uh, well, whenever Jake gets to it, we'll, uh, we'll get some character modeling sheets going. That's cool. That's and I'll cool. show them the, uh, the, uh, the preview of the VHS uh, video with, like, voice acting uh, that, we, uh, that we recently did. And I think that's awesome. So, like, hopefully they'll look at that and be like, oh, wow. Yeah, we can make that announcement on your podcast. I mean, I, I tweeted it, but we added a reward where Hiram is making issues one and two into, like, a motion comic with voice that's acting. That's cool. Um, and you can get it on a VHS tape, but it'll also come with a digital download. You know, that's awesome. Not everyone has a VCR, even though I think they should have. One. Yeah, I don't think anybody <laughs> has a VCR, man. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, that's what everyone said. I go, and they, it'll be on a real VHS tape. And Hiram was like, "No one has a VCR, though." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess you're right." About that. But uh, uh, we're excited. You can watch that on our uh, uh, our. Uh, instagrams and twitters and uh you can get that on our kickstarter now so we announced that right now so if you want to add and you can nice. add that to your kickstarter if you've already pledged that's awesome um, so it was kind of a cool proof of concept too as if it was a an animation like it it really feels like a, it would be a cool cartoon if it if that was ever to be exactly. you know, it's, it's, definitely, done. it's definitely got that vibe to it yeah like specifically like traditionally animated because I, yeah. I want it to be 3d it was just kind of like you know, sour all the great detail that Jake has put in. So I feel like doing it traditionally would like, like in the like you remember like the Teen Titans cartoon? Oh um, yeah, in the early two thousands. Yes, looking really dope. Like around like a, like a little bit like that, but like probably a little bit more edgy. Well, it feels it's interesting because I feel like right now there's like I don't want to say like a renaissance of two D animation, but it feels kind of like that because Netflix is like really pushing it with all these new two D shows, like yeah. the Castlevania show and the oh, yeah. Midnight Gospel, and like, um, and it, it feels like it's a good time for animation. Like they're taking more risks on things right now, at least you know. And at the end of the day, it's just content, content. And if you yeah. can animate the stuff yourself, Hiram, you can you can really kind of push yourself ahead because when you're pitching this stuff, you can say, Hey, here's seven seconds of, you know, a uh, meat grinder walking. And that's already more that's than all you yeah, need. Yeah, that's, that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. That's more than, you know, three fourths of the people out there who talk about one cartoons for things and you can, and you can do it for free because you can do it yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cause we were talking about trying to do like a metal shark bro cartoon. And I started reaching out to animators and Holy shit. Like, yeah, yeah you, you want 20 seconds of somebody walking, that'll be like a house payment times four. And it's like, really? It's like, it's crazy. nuts. Yeah. That's an insane amount of time just for every process. I was like, wait, house payment? Are you looking for animators right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. If, I, if my skills were up to snuff, I would attempt. Please, uh, believe me. 
I mean, dude, whatever, man. I mean, I just rooting for you guys. And at the end of the day, like, because when people ask us, well, do you want to do this? Do you want, like, I just want to make books. And if if hopefully if enough people read the books, then these other opportunities will come to you. And it seems like the opportunities are coming to you. This thing is funded. Obviously there's going to be a third one because you're going to keep the momentum going. So that's really awesome, man. So congratulations to you guys. I'm, I'm looking forward to more blood force trauma. I think you guys have got a cool thing here. Oh, thank you so much. No problem. No problem. So uh, where can we find you guys on social media and whatnot? Uh, So you can find me on Instagram at dead underscore gremlin underscore comics. Um, And on Twitter, Jake Smith art. And then um, the Kickstarter itself uh, is at bftcomic.com. Okay. Um, So pretty, pretty Um, simple. Um, um, Like on Twitter at, uh, Hiram uh, in 4D, <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram uh, as my handle Hiram.png. Cool, sounds great, man. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. And when you guys are ready to promote uh, Volume or Issue Three, you're more than welcome. Awesome, thanks, Bob. That no was problem, awesome. dude. Now, Hiram, let me ask you a question. Do you think you could animate like a Word Bros thing where like me and Kevin are riding <laughs> an uh, like an eagle? <laughs> The thing is, Hiram could do that, and he would destroy it. Hey, let's talk <laughs> after. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we'll talk yeah after. thank we'll you. Talk, we'll talk Right, so that was Jake Smith and Hiram Corbett, the creators of Blood Force Trauma, which has a couple days left on Kickstarter. Go check that out, man. This book like, looks like a lot, a lot of fun. I think you'll really dig it. Um, so, yeah, man, so we'll be back next week. We have a very special guest next week. Kevin will be back with us as well. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, Gamal Hennessy, who has a book out on Kickstarter right now that is all about the business and the process of making a independent comic book i think it's something that you guys will really dig that's next week Uh, so subscribe enjoy and we'll be back next week thank you very much you're listening to the word bros podcast the wordbros.com